Welcome back to another episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are going to wrap up our first series on the romance genre. It has been so much fun doing this, and we're so appreciative of all the feedback that we've received since starting this new journey. So if you've left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on our Instagram, thank you. Yes, we've loved starting this podcast on such a lighthearted yet still complex and conversation-generating topic, and we've welcomed all the feedback we've received, either through reviews or DMs, whatever. Um, I've learned so much about romance through starting this series. I don't know about you, Phoebe, but I feel like this is a genre that we kind of mentioned in the beginning we're both very new to, yet we took the time to educate ourselves to make sure we did it justice, and a lot of that education came through talking with our listeners and um, people that we interact with on Bookstagram and um, through your blog, Phoebe. So it's just been really great experience so far. And, and we want to make sure we keep this podcast light and fun, more of like a book chit chat to accompany your morning commute. And we appreciate those of you who got that. I just think it's been it's been really great so far. Do you agree? Phoebe? Yeah, I totally do. I'm so every time we get a DM, um, either on our individual um, pages or on the podcast page, it um, makes me smile every time and that everyone's so open and willing to engage in like a real honest dialogue. And we're also still having a lot of fun. So everyone who <laughs> everyone who's tagged us in their purchase of The Simple Wild, you don't even know how much it makes us laugh. And I really hope that you enjoy it. But if you don't, that's okay. It's okay. That's all right. We're not for everybody. Um, we are also like more than willing and open to hear everybody out and what you're looking for. And um, mm-hmm. we love giving recommendations. I think the pitch episode was so fun for this one, and we definitely have more of those planned in the future. Um, but we really, really love and appreciate your feedback. So if there's something that you want us to explore or maybe do like a little bit more of an informative episode about, or if there's like an indie author who you love like we are so open and willing to explore all of those things yes exactly and I think one thing that's been super fun is um just like having conversations with people about oh have you ever thought about this or this is something that I've always thought about in romance and etc and um one really exciting thing is Sarah from the high reader that's how I always pronounce her username I know it's um like Hawaii is what the hot, the H-I is, but I just say the high reader. So sorry, Sarah, if you want me to say the Hawaii reader. I wasn't <laughs> sure about that. And then as I started talking to her more, because I think you introduced me to her um, or you had mentioned her. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Oh, well, I'm, she's newly engaged. I'm also engaged. So welcome. Yes. So congratulations, <laughs> we're, Sarah. You are like living the romance dream. We're so, so happy for you. Um, you always said the high reader, and now that I've gotten to know her better, I was like, I wonder if it means Hawaii. <laughs> oh, it totally means Hawaii. Anyways, um, I just basically trust her unequivocally about all things romance. I mean, she's a true rom-com expert, so much so that she actually wrote her thesis in undergrad on the romantic comedy, which is just next level, Epic. Sarah. Please, please putting us all to shame. Um, and her title for her thesis is even better. It's You've Got Female Exploring the Romantic Comedy Genre's Potential for Feminist Politics. 
Are You Kidding? That is the most epic title of all titles. If I didn't want to hurt everybody's ears, I would applaud loud and clear right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and she shared her thesis with me and um, I really enjoyed reading it. It was, it was an excellent compliment to some of the discussions that we had, mostly in our intro episode, but some things we've touched on in the other episodes. And her thesis essentially explores the juxtaposition or, or lack thereof between the romantic comedy and feminism. Are these mutually exclusive? Does the rom-com have the potential to be a vehicle for feminist commentary? It's fascinating. Her thesis focused on the romantic comedy movie, but I think what she said in there holds equal value to the rom-com book that we've been talking about. And here's one of my favorite quotes. I'm just gonna read literally from her article. Because the genre is so formulaic and steeped in tradition, any deviations from the norms and conventions of the genre would be all the more apparent and meaningful. That comedy is a tenant of the genre also means that the humor in the films could explore the nexus of of comedy and societal pressure and could demonstrate how humor can be used as a tool for empowerment that is more accessible to a greater audience. The use of sarcastic humor, for example, according to Suzanne Bunkers, enables women to speak out in a nonviolent, assertive way about adverse societal norms and to take the first step towards replacing pejorative images of women with more positive images. That's like everything we've been talking about. Can you see that, Phoebe, in some of the things that we've kind of recommended or talked about? Totally. I mean, especially coming from the acting world, I'm really, really interested in the evolution of the rom-com and... Um, female characters that are portrayed in in media in general. Um, If you haven't seen the movie Booksmart yet, I highly recommend it because it kind of opens up these ideas. And I recently watched a video on Vogue's YouTube channel. Um, They have this series called Actors on Actors. And this episode was between Florence Pugh, who plays Amy March in the new adaptation of Little Women, and Beanie Feldstein. She was first in Lady Bird, um, which was also directed by Greta Gerwig, so that's why Florence and Beanie were um, paired up. And um, But Beanie is the uh, protagonist in Booksmart. And they sort of hit on a lot of those points because they grew up with this like new idea of the rom-com and new idea of female Uh, representation in film and media so like they said that like bridesmaids were a huge um the the movie bridesmaids was a huge uh comedic inspiration to them because they had people like Kristen wig to look to and kate mckinnon they're not the reese witherspoon or the gwyneth paltrow who like were starring in rom-coms um back in like the 80s and 90s they're number one they were older in most of the films that they filmed um And they hit on a lot of the points that you mentioned from Sarah's articles. But bringing it back to books, since filming our first couple episodes, I've taken your suggestion, Ashley, and I read Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. And I have to say, I flew through it. I read it in 24 hours and I absolutely loved it. It was supposed to get me out of my to all the boys I loved before book hangover obsession and it just caused a whole other b- different kind of book book hangover. Oh, I love that. But I read it too in like 48 hours. So, I'm so, so good because Hazel was just like 
such an unconventional heroine and like I loved her so much and I think a lot of the points that you mentioned can be seen in Hazel's character because she's loud she's brash she is she it, she she's beats to her own drum and the relationship is the focal point of the romance by the fact that that's what the genre is yep and, right? it, ha- and it follows but, the structure you like there's yeah but it's not that's not all it is right exactly like there's so much more to it than just that yeah and I know a couple people reached out and were like looking for recommendations on books if they were new to the romance genre and I really mm-hmm. think Ashley and I have mentioned many times before that we are not like we would never say that we are romance readers we don't like only gravitate towards that genre um mm-hmm. but it's books like Josh and Hazel with these well-rounded characters that are within the dra- within the drama within the genre <laughs> and follow the structure but give you so much more and like it was still fun it was still steamy i still was like my heart was pounding and i was like i just want them to be together but it was because of the authenticity in the characters and in the culture of body positivity which is something that i'm really passionate about as well um it's really refreshing to not have the emphasis to be on like a flat stomach or a perfect perky breast. To have those right. steamy moments and those intimate moments just be about connection and passion rather than like physicality was just delightful and like mentally stimulating and just I really I loved it. So I'm so so glad you told yeah. me to read it. <laughs> Yay. One of the things that I really like about Hazel as an intro to the romance drama for genre for people that are are new is this idea of like what you're saying Phoebe about Hazel is this fun person that you want to be your friend and Mm -hmm. I feel like that we could also say that about Olive in the Unhoneymooners yes that we mentioned like it's the same kind of thing I think books like that are great for first time romance readers because they're fun and you can connect instantly with the character just because like even if you don't identify with them they could be a friend to you Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's really great I just finished Serpent and Dove which is YA fantasy but definitely has romance elements to it and I was reading an interview with the author Shelby Marin afterwards and she said that Lou who's the main um, heroine in that story she is very similar to Hazel and Olive and she's quirky and fun and um, she's just herself and I I loved her and uh, Shelby said you know I wanted to I wanted to write my main character as that friend that you want to have always and I love that and I'm like that yes all the books that I've loved have all had that element to it so if you're looking, if you're new to the romance genre and you're looking for some intro, I definitely say um, The Unhoneymooners, Josh and Hazel, I, which are both Christina Lauren. The Simple Wild, obviously, because I think we, Phoebe and I have said <laughs> uh, too many things about why we love that book so much. Yeah. Um, anything else? Like any other books that we've mentioned? Do you Do you see any of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting back to this idea of like, the intersection between feminism and the romantic comedy. I definitely feel like the right swipe fits that. Um, and and I'm, I'm reading the Bromance Book Club right now, and I feel like that also is a really great example. I'm, I'm very excited for the sequel, which comes out soon. And I, and I really like that these books are starting, particularly the right swipe, they're starting to address the Me Too movement and what that means 
and um, planning a placing a greater emphasis on consent, workplace relationships, how those can work. Yeah, I agree. My current read actually right now is um, She Said, which explores like the Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, obviously that's nonfiction. So I think it's really important to see these things in fiction because it opens it up to... But it's, it's, it's a digestible format. Exactly, exactly. Like you are not being... It's not being forced down your throat. It's allowing you to think about it like oh hmm, like I wasn't I never would have expected that or sometimes you don't even realize and I think that that is the power of fiction and Mm -hmm. um, something that I also really learned that I was really unfortunately ignorant of before we started this series was the differences between romance and women's lit um, and I really think, not to mention the simple wild again, but I think that this was best. Like, who's that by? Like, what, what is that um, book about? Um, <laughs> K.A. Tucker. Mm, I've never heard of her. Um, but I Please th- sense the sarcasm. <laughs> um, but I think that the difference between romance and women's lit was best exemplified between the simple wild and then wild at heart. Because The Simple Mm -hmm. Wild is a true romance genre um, or true romance novel. Um, It follows the structure. We have the happily for now. We've got some steam and the relationship between Cal and Jonah really takes center stage, even though Mm -hmm. there were some great enemies to lovers. Yes, it had like the traditional trope. Um, But um, The Wild at Heart really read more like women's lit because. Jonah and Cal's relationship was still the focal point of the story, but we got to see Cal's character growth as an individual rather than just as a partner. Right. It's kind of like a lot of times you see authors say, um, you know, in their in their author interviews after a book comes out, what would you like to see next for these characters? And this is basically K.A. Tucker's response to that question like here's a full book mm-hmm. with where I envision these characters going and it and almost like I was talking to somebody about this it kind of felt like a really long epilogue like a novel yes. length epilogue yeah. to their story and I loved that me too well this is actually our final episode I don't know if we said this in the beginning this is our final episode of our romance series so we're doing pretty much a month-long series for each um, each one of these. And we want to stay true to our name <laughs> and end with a variety of different lists mm-hmm. related to the romance genre. So get your pencils ready. Phoebe, do you want to start with your romance TBR? Uh, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> so as I already said, I was easily influenced by my partner over here. Um, so mm-hmm. I've already read Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating by Christina Lauren, um, but I'm really looking forward to reading The Hating Game, which seems to be one that either like people love or people hate. So I'm very interested to see where I, where I fall. Um, yes, I'm interested for your thoughts. And I have had Bringing Down the Duke by Evie, Evie or Evie Dunmore um, – on my list for a really, really long time. So I'm excited to finally read that because it seems like feminism, romance, it's a period piece. I haven't read like anything that takes place not in modern day in a very long time. Um, yeah, the historical romance genre is so interesting. And that's an example of it, yeah. of historical romance. Um, 
It was a book of the month, too, so I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. read it. And I got mine for my book of the month, and then it's sat on my shelf. <laughs> um, Same. So that is definitely on my romance, TBR. Um, and I'm also really excited to read Autobiography, which is by Christina Lauren. And I need to get a copy of it. It was sold out at my um, my indie bookstore when I went to go oh, no. buy a copy. And it's definitely YA, um, but Christina Lauren is a big romance author. We have mentioned them many times. But I'm excited to read that because one of our listeners pointed out that Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, which we mentioned has LGBTQ plus representation. Um, it focuses on one character, Henry, who is gay, and one, Alex, who is bisexual. Bisexuality is really erased from romance and pop culture in general. And I believe the autobiography also stars a bisexual character. Yes, and, um, yes. I really, really loved Red, White, and Royal Blue and the conversation around the character discovering this really important distinction. Autobiography is a YA novel, and I really can't imagine a more important storyline for teens who are discovering their sexuality. Yeah, I love that. And I also know that it touches on uh, religion and oh. uh, sexuality. Yeah, one of the characters is Mormon oh, in that wow. book. Oh, I'm so excited to read it. Mm-hmm. I have a, my friend just finished it. And on the plane ride um, back from Big Bear. And she really, really liked it. So Great. I hope that you like it too. I'm so excited. Um, okay. I'm going to share some new romance releases that are coming out this spring. Really excited for all these. I think I mentioned earlier that I am reading the uh, Bromance Book Club right now. And the second book in this series by Lisa K. Adams undercover bromance comes out march 10th i cannot wait i know i'm so i'm like reading it at such a perfect time because i'm gonna finish and then i'm gonna be able to immediately go into the sequel that's how it was for me with the simple wild and wild at heart mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm so excited okay then probably the one that is highest on my tbr for new releases is the honey don't list this is christina lauren's newest book that comes out march 24th not the not that kind of guy is uh, Andy Christopher's second novel, and that comes out April fourteenth. I'm really excited about, or not April, yeah, April fourteenth. I'm really excited about that one too because um, the heroine in that story is uh, an ADA, is an attorney. Oh, so fun. yeah, very excited. And it's also a workplace romance, kind of meets Vegas, something like that. So I'm really excited about that. We also have uh, a book that's been making its way around Bookstagram already. Real Men Knit by Kawana Jackson. It comes out May 19th. And then The Air Affair by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan comes out July 7th. That, so those are some books to keep a lookout for. Yeah. The Air Affair is the sequel to The Royal We by the same authors. Um, oh, yay. Which is one of my very, very favorite books. Um So I can't wait for that sequel. And then uh, a lot of you have reached out to us wondering for like which authors to look to um, if you're looking to get in for like for a true romance. So some of those authors that you can look into are Christina Lauren, Sally Thorne, Colleen Hoover, and Sarah McLean. And did you know, this is what I learned during all of this romance research. Did you know that it's a common misconception that Nicholas Sparks writes romance? Like, he does. Like, his books are not technically romance, 
which yeah i feel like this is the distinction between like a love story and a romance yeah totally so yeah i'm really looking forward to checking out some of those authors some of these books i'm like john said to me just today he was like i was picking up this fantasy series because i read serpent and dove Mm. and then Kaylee at Literary Penguins was like, oh my god, I'm going to force you to read this Sarah J. Moss series. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I went to my used bookstore to get the, I actually already had the first one in that series. And so I went and got the other ones in my used bookstore. And John pulled, saw me pull them down from the shelves. He's like, those do not look like books that you would read. And then he's like, but either did romance. And you've been like all into that lately. So what do I know? <laughs> Oh, John. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, which, which st- speaking of, one of the comments I got was um, to address uh, genre mixing, mm. which is definitely something that's been popular lately um, in books that I've been reading and, and seeing around Bookstagram. And I would not think of Sarah J. Moss as a romance writer. She writes fantasy. But I've heard that her books have really great romance angles to them. Hmm. And I think we're going to see more of that in 2020. Um, like I said, Serpent and Dove is, is technically classified as YA fantasy. And let me tell you, Phoebe, <laughs> that book ain't YA. Oh, I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> YA is a, is a really interesting genre, and we are definitely going to get into it at another point. Um Yeah. But this was such a joy to discuss further and especially doing our review episodes, it has like really reinvigorated my need to actually discuss books with friends. Um, yeah, I want to do that for like every single book I read now. I just want to be like, Phoebe, can we just do a podcast episode on this book and this book and this book? <laughs> Lifelong buddy reads from here on out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so if you'd like to read along with us in our next series, we'll be discussing among plenty of other books, but particularly... If You Want to Make God Laugh by Bianca Murray, A Woman is No Man by Etoff Room, and Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. We will also be talking about some prevalent female and female identifying authors like Roxanne Gay, Janet Mock, Stephanie Robel, and more. Yes, March is International Women's Month, and we are hoping to engage in a conversation regarding books about women written by female and female identifying authors. This series will not be genre-specific. We're covering everything from general fiction to memoirs and stepping outside of my personal comfort zone with thrillers. <laughs> yes, and I'm so I'm so excited about doing this because I think it's just a little bit different than what this first series is, is was very tailored to one particular genre, and I think we're going to be able to do a lot more with this next one, and I'm yeah. really excited. Which means including you guys a lot more, so make sure to mm-hmm. leave a rating and a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or head over to our Instagram, at readitorlistitpod, to leave a comment on today's post with your feedback. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Original music by Jake Thorne. Original artwork by Lindsay Huckabee. You can find Lindsay on Instagram at lindsaydrawsitagain or on Etsy at lindsaydrawsco. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at readitorlistitpod. All rights reserved, 2020.